Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. From KQED. It is not hard to find parents in San Francisco who have feelings about the way the school district assigns students to schools, which is basically this lottery system. I, I don't know what to say other than it isn't working. If they don't get the schools of their choice, they go on to private school. This week, two San Francisco school board members announced a resolution to end the district's notoriously complicated lottery system. The system is meant to integrate schools, but it hasn't worked. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. There have been many, many times when San Francisco has tried and failed to integrate public schools. The reason we've been trying to do this as a society for so long is because studies show that kids do better in integrated schools. San Francisco first tried back in 1971. In the 70s, they would bus kids to schools. This is Katrina Schwartz. She writes for KQED's blog MindShift, which she also co-hosts as a podcast. On tight. We saw a huge exodus of parents from the school district. The white population of the city and county of San Francisco was moving out of this city rapidly. And for years we've known that sooner or later this would be an inner-ethnic city. It was sort of like a pendulum. You know, in the 70s, things became more integrated because people were forced to integrate. Then, in the late 70s, San Francisco stopped busing. But they were sued again. And then in the 80s and 90s, they did this, like, quota system with choice, so no school could have more than 45% of one race. And then that was challenged in the courts. Then, in 2001, the district implements a new diversity plan. But over the next 10 years, schools continued to struggle with segregation. So in 2011, San Francisco tries again with the current lottery system we know today. So it's been called a lottery system, but does the district use that term? No, I don't think they actually like that term because it makes it seem like people are gambling with their lives. Technically, it's called the student assignment system. But I think, you know, I talked to a lot of parents who said it feels like I'm taking my child and gambling with their life, you know. All right. Let me get all check, check. Okay. So there's this one parent I talked to, Jenny Williams. Hi, I'm Jenny Williams. Who her daughter, Emma, was applying through the lottery system. Emma's a late birthday, so we um, we kind of always were a little too we were too excited to get her into kindergarten, and so and she really wanted her to go to the San Francisco Public Montessori School. Is the San Francisco Montessori like a highly requested school? I think it's like fairly sought after, right? Because yes. it's the only Montessori, it's the only it, right? Yeah. She had heard from all her friends that there was a way to play the system. So the strategy is, I, I hear, which is this whole putting as many choices as you possibly can down. Your top ten schools. There's 72 elementary schools in the city, so you could list all of them, or you could list five. 
You can you put them all in the order you want them. You submit it to the district, and then they run this complicated algorithm that takes into account some tiebreakers, which are sibling preference, if you live in a low test score zone, and attendance area. But she didn't do that. She actually only put the choices she actually wanted. And she submitted her thing. She gets it back in March, and she got none of her choices. It felt like we just kept lo- losing. We got five, four letters that said, sorry, we can't help you. So at this point, Jenny Williams sends her daughter, Emma, to Cobb Elementary, which is the school that she got. It's like near her house. Okay, so then um, how did you feel about it when you got there? Um, it was great. They didn't think they wanted to go there. It wasn't one of the schools on their list, but... It was um, a really, we really loved the principal. You know, it was a genuine surprise and like diamond in the rough. And, you know, we were, we really liked it. You know, when they got there, they were like, oh, okay, this is actually all right. And they're starting to like build community with the class and they actually really like it. We met the two kindergarten teachers. It's a really lovely school. And we were, you know, we were really proud to, to be there. And then at the very last second, like two weeks into school, we got the letter saying they got in off the wait list. We got in. And when that happens, you have to take the spot. And I had already started like enjoying this this new community that we were part of. Wow. I didn't realize that if you stayed on the wait list, you didn't have a choice. You don't have a choice. So you're basically saying we will take this no matter what. Right. Okay. So she's at the Montessori. She's at the Montessori school. Yeah. Okay. San Francisco Public Montessori. Wow. So you're forced to take it. You're forced to take it. And so Jenny Williams was actually sitting there crying to me. I felt I felt really bad that how she yeah, felt so bad to abandon bad. Cobb Elementary and that they built this community. But I, it made me feel good to know that someone really wanted that school. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this is an emotional process, right? Yeah. I mean, this is your kid. So it was really nice. You know, sending your first child to kindergarten is a really emotional experience. She'd bonded with other parents. And and then you're ripping the kid out and putting him into a new class. And they didn't know anybody. And all the bonding stuff had already happened at the San Francisco Public Montessori School. So I think it was, like, fairly traumatic. I mean, in the end, they were happy with the choice. They were glad that Emma was going to the school they wanted. But the whole thing just left a really bad taste in their mouth. It was was rough. I kind of wish that there was just... Like, you get to go to the neighborhood schools, and that's, that's, I don't know. I don't know how else it would make sense for them to change. It's always supposed to be a balance between integrating schools and providing parents with choice. And that's because without choice, parents leave the district. Um, In the 70s, they would bus kids to schools, and we saw a huge exodus of parents from the school district. And so after that, they tried to put in a little bit more choice to kind of get parents to stay, but still sort of go after this goal of integrating schools. And the more choice that they've added to the system, the more segregated the schools have become. Explain to me why that's the case. The more choice that's added to the system, the more segregated that these schools become. Essentially, when people have a lot of choice over what they do, they take into account everything. What kind of after-school program does this school have? Do I have transportation to get to this school? Does it have good test scores? Academics, the start time, programming offered, K-8 school, bilingual. Do I Like, suddenly all of these things are factors that they can take into account and choose, and people are getting information from their friends, which are usually, like, networks of people that maybe are like them. So you end up with these segregated patterns of choice. If, if student assignment plans can't solve the racial segregation, 
education in schools. What can? Is, is there anywhere that's doing a, a better job at it? Yeah, I mean, Berkeley is getting some results. I mean, it's a much smaller place, so it's hard to compare it to San Francisco. But they do have a system where they draw these zones that go east to west. So they really encompass a lot of socioeconomic areas of the city. And they have more than one elementary school in each zone. And then they do this thing where they break each um, zone down into planning areas that are literally four to eight blocks wide. And within that planning area, they take into account the parents' socioeconomic status, education level and race. And they kind of give that planning area a number. And then they balance the schools based on those numbers for the planning area as opposed to the individual student. And that system has allowed them to not avoid court challenges. They have been challenged in court, but they have won. So it's one of the few integration strategies that has overcome court challenges. And that's why it's held up as a national model. How big of a deal is overturning San Francisco's school choice system? This would be huge. I mean, parents hate the system. Everybody I've talked to, anybody who even overheard me mentioning that this might change was like, wait, what? It's changing? When will it happen? You know, people really care about this. They care about it because school systems have been trying to integrate for decades and they haven't done it right, despite knowing that schools and kids do better when they're integrated. On Tuesday, the San Francisco Unified School Board will start discussions on this proposal to end the current student assignment lottery. Katrina Schwartz writes for KQED's MindShift education blog and podcast. And a final note to say that tickets are still available for the live storytelling event this Saturday, September 22nd. The Bay has teamed up with Snap Judgment for a night of stories about the Northern California wildfires. You can get tickets by going on kqed.org and searching the fire tapes. The Bay is produced by Vinnie Tong and Erica Aguilar. Theme music is by Dowd Anthony. Senior editors are Holly Kernan and Ethan Lindsay. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. Talk to you Monday. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. 